From the nightclubs of New York City, the Hepis Jazz Cat in Town, Frankie September 21st, 7.33 p.m. It is a bittersweet day for the show. Larry knows sports. Uh, it is so sweet to have both of you on, as always. Thanks for joining. We uh, are less than a week removed, so this would still be the Shiva period of mourning the loss of Frank Nilakina from the New York Knicks. It's, it's been a long time coming. We all knew he probably wasn't going to be on the Knicks this year, especially once the Knicks roster fell into place. I then started wondering, well, if he's on in the Knicks, where do I want to see him go? As, as, as all of you know, he's my, he's my favorite NBA player. Some people have, have posters of LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Carl Malone with a, with, with a mailbag in his hands. Not me. I have a I have a picture of Frank Ding up what Russell Westbrook forcing him to shoot along too. And uh, so so I knew he was gonna be gone, wanted the best for him, and then it sort of looked like maybe he's not gonna get signed anywhere. Um but before that I was like, okay, as long as it's not Dallas, Boston, or Brooklyn, because fuck those teams. Dallas, of course. Um has Chris Tapps Porzingis. Chris Tapps forces away to trade there. We hate him, hate them. But when it, when the news landed, and it's not a short thing he's going to make the team, but I, I was just relieved. I didn't care anymore that it was Dallas. I was just happy for him. And um, yeah, and, and happy that he's still in my life, at least until the start of the season. Um, so yeah, John, what was your reaction to the news? Um, I have no love for Dallas as mm-hmm. you, as you know, as a Houston fan. <clears throat> um, but I was happy for Frank. I actually think it's a good landing spot. I mean, I think he's going to play in games that matter. I think anybody who's an off ball guy, like Frank is very off ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, Luke is going to find him. I think he, he might get some offensive production, but he'll get his chances to, show himself on defense and um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's good. And he's going to play in meaningful games. Whereas if he'd gone to, you know, like the Timberwolves, sorry to always crap on them, but yeah. you know, or, or, or some other team, it's not, it's just not going to matter as much. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I definitely think he could be a great fit there. And his best role, as you mentioned, is off ball, I think as a three and D wing. And, uh, you know, Luca's the greatest guy to play with if, if that's what your role is going to be. He, the, my only fear is that he doesn't get playing time there. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little later on. But with, you know, 
some part of me was wondering if maybe it's best if he goes to a team like OKC or something where he will get playing time. But I think if he's part of the rotation, I think it's a good spot for him. Um, Frankie, I see you in a desolate environment. Um, yeah. <laughs> is that supposed to represent uh, your lonely heart now that you're the only Frankie Smokes in town? Well, Brian, um, it was tough, you know, for us jazz cats, we really rely on word of meowth and um, <laughs> having the same name as Frank, Frank Nielakina, uh, it was pretty big. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I hate to say it, uh, I'm not sure you got your facts completely straight. I am no longer Frankie Smokes. I am now Frankie Dip for Frankie Chewing Tobacco. What? What did this I'm happen? A, I'm a country music cat. We're moving to Dallas. Oh my God. So you're following Frank, or is this I'm just another you. coincidence? Well, it, you know, it was a sort of a coincidence. I did end up, I stumbled onto a FedEx plane and they was accidentally shipped to Dallas, but then I saw Frankie was moving here and I thought, you know what? <laughs> Why leave when the going's good? This guy's my meal ticket. My meow ticket. No, that didn't work. I, but almost, almost. And now, so to get with the, with your surroundings, you're doing dip. I'm doing dip. <laughs> the people in Dallas, they don't want to smoke on their cigarettes or cigarillos. I tried, but it's just pure dip. Mm, the yeah. streets are lined with dip filled bottles. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like, <laughs> an, it's an amenity. Like the way in New York city, they put those ashtrays on the street. To mm-hmm. encourage you to cater smoke to the outside. Populace, yeah, in which Dallas. That's why I had to start playing country music. Right. Uh, John, did you notice this when you were in Texas? I don't know how much time you spent in Dallas, but do they have like empty glass bottles lining the street so you could Oh, spin yeah, into there's them? spittoons everywhere. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's honestly great. And I, I dipped like crazy while I was there. But, you mm-hmm. know, once I moved back to more, more uh, cultured surroundings, I had to, had to stop. Yeah, yeah. It's um once yeah, once you're around cultured people who look down upon that thing. Yeah. It's tough. Oh, yeah. Only in Dallas can you get away with being such a disgusting human being, I guess. <laughs> mm, or a very complicated cat. When's the <laughs> last time you saw a feline do a big old wad in their lip, Larry? Uh, it's been a while. I'm gonna tell you, it's been a while since I've seen a cat just like having a wad in their lower lip mm, mm, fiberglass yeah yeah i miss i mean and your tongue is like already very sharp and and sharp uh, bristly and scratchy scratchy yeah. yeah that's that's part of the reason it got canned almost immediately but in the era of joe camel there was also sam the chewing tobacco cat <laughs> yeah I, I guess i've heard that sam's dead so i'm sure uh you know he went through all nine lives and you still have a few why not waste them on some why use some of them on some mouth cancer yeah it's true we've given this luxury where we can live treat our bodies like absolute shit <laughs> and there's no real consequence except after the eighth lifetime then it's time to start exercising oh, yeah. yeah then you gotta be careful yeah well, uh, I'm 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 hoping you enjoy the scenery. Actually, do you have a any country music song you've been working on? I'm very familiar with your jazz repertoire, but I'd love mm. to hear some country. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a lot easier to adapt the stuff than I thought it was. Um, a lot, oh, Holy look, shit, you I made a friend. Country cat. <laughs> wow, it's it's a lot of you. It's a lot of you. Um, but uh, yeah, to answer your question, we've actually been working on something together. Um, you and that cat called, right there. Yeah, me and this cat right here. He's my manager. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we've got uh, the the new town twang, we're calling it. If you uh, hold on, I just have to grab my instrument out of my trunk. Sure. Okay, here's my <laughs> saxophone. And... <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> I could tell that was totally different. different. I've never heard you say howdy in a song before. Oh, yeah, it's almost exclusively just instruments and no sounds with my mouth at all. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's like you made that saxophone say howdy. Well, well we're working on the technology. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get lips at the end of the saxophone so it can talk. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. There's some cartoon where it's like a saxophone with like eyes on it. Maybe it's Roger Rabbit. I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't watch a lot of cartoons. Bad stuff tends to happen to cats in cartoons. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Usually they get they get too ahead of themselves going after that mouse. Mm, the damn, or the, the bird. Ah, uh, the bird. Okay, not so, Garfield. Garfield sure. just hangs out all day and gets fat. You know, that's not bad. Mm. Yeah, that's true, but he has to live with that nincompoop John Arbuckle. Oh, the worst. I bet I bet Arbuckle. That sounds that sounds like a Texan name. Mm, the buckle part. The buckle part. The R part sounds like a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his origins are unknown, I guess. He's maybe mm. mixed. He's a mixed breed. Yes, his parents were a pirate and a cowboy. <laughs> That's what everybody hopes their parents are. It's true. Yeah. He's living the dream. So getting back a little bit to Frank, um, I thought I'd walk through some of my favorite memories of him um, and how <clears throat> he became a favorite for me and other Knicks fans and how he endeared himself to us. So if we go back to the 2017 draft, Knicks knew they wanted a point guard. They were selecting number eight. All the talk was the three that were considered to go around there would be Dennis Smith Jr., Frank Nilakina, or Malik Monk. Monk is doing all right, um, but had a rough start yeah, to his career as well. Eight seasons on TV, I'd say it's pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. And um, Dennis Smith Jr. is kind of... He's had a worse four years than Frank and is kind of in the same boat. He's trying to make the Portland Trailblazers. He's with their – he had an invite to training camp. And Frank is – Yeah, he needs to He needs to work on his Mandarin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Frankie will play in the EuroLeague if worse comes to worse. He doesn't need to work on his Mandarin just yet. So, I mean, the, the real steal of that draft behind them was, of course, Donovan Mitchell. Um 
nobody was really like there were some people high on Mitchell, but they had him tenth at best on their draft board. So I'm not going to fault the Knicks for not taking Mitchell. And I won't fault them for not taking the other two because it's not like those would have been boons, especially not DSJ. So he gets picked by Phil Jackson in like the last thing Phil Jackson does before he leaves the organization. So like day after Frank gets drafted pretty much, it's a new administration there. And this front office, they still had some people from the Phil Jackson regime, but they brought in Scott Perry, who was very high on Dennis Smith Jr. They later traded for Dennis Smith Jr. It just overall, the the team was never... Because once you get a new front office in there, they're no longer tied to the previous draft picks. They don't have skin in the game of making those guys work. So they're willing to move on. And uh, there was actually... Let's see. Phil's one, Steve Mills two, and Leon Rose. So pretty much three different front offices since he was there. Four head coaches. Worst situation possible. But year one, when it was a time when uh, we had just traded Carmelo Anthony, and we knew it was like, it was full on Knicks rebuild. Chris Tapps Porzingis was still the toast of the town. Uh, he was starting his third year, which it was his first year. It was like, oh, this guy might be an MVP caliber kind of guy. He was doing stuff. I want to take you to a clip. Uh, let me share my screen. Okay. Um. Okay. So it's this is November fifth, twenty seventeen. Uh, starts in the second half where Indiana is leading eighty to sixty. Are you sure you're sharing what you think you're sharing? I think we're on the other screen. Um. Well, I'm just about to oh, go. Oh, now you're okay. Uh. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Uh. This is some some prestige. I'm building up. <laughs> oh, okay, by okay. making oh. you stare at a blank screen. <laughs> um, so yeah, Indiana's up 80 to 63, second half. Um, and Frank, he's, he's still part of the bench unit. He does this along with Kristaps Porzingis. And I remember myself watching this game, by the way, there's a Grey Goose ad on YouTube. If this, this show is brought to you by Grey Goose. <laughs> if you're going to fly... Fly with Goose. Um, Not in Top Gun, but yeah. Yeah. Nice move, Delakina, and the finish. That's what you want to see, Clyde. Yeah, we're saying he doesn't penetrate often. Good job that time. Inside the Sabonis. Sabonis gathers, stolen by Milakina. Milakina leads. Milakina had an opening and passed it up. Gets it to Porzingis. Porzingis looked like he got fouled. Jeff Hornacek furious. He still hit the shot. I, re- I remember where I was watching this game, watching them come back with these two youngsters leading the way. And just thinking the future is bright for my Knicks. That's, he's playing well, right? And they, they, like, you could see that there was something there. Porzingis again. He's fouled. Shot's good and one. 
took the contact step, put it down. Puts up a three, puts it in. Look how good Porzingis was. And it's a 10-point game. Good double team by Young. McDermott off the dribble. Up top, Milikina for three. Bang! Bang! I think that was his first Mike Green bang. Spike approves. Perseverance by the Knicks. Tenacity. KP's eruption. Thomas previously slamming, jamming. Nilakina with the steal and now the big three ball. He gets to reunite with Tim Hardaway Jr. And the crowd on his feet here in the garden. Three-pointer. Finds Porzingis. Porzingis jump shot. Count it and one. He does it again. And a chance for a three-point play. And again, Young putting his hands on him. Open look for three. Bang! of his young NBA career. Frank Milikina with some huge three-pointers, 10.7 assists. And the Knicks up by three with a minute and a half to play. Watch this. Not reluctant to put it up. Those were good times. You know, I was going to say Christoph Porzingis is the Texas toast of the town now, but <laughs> he's not a good person and also not even a good player anymore. So I've decided it's not worth it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Don't tell that joke. Whatever. Okay. You yeah. Yeah. But, uh, on the night of November 5th, 2017, I was watching on an iPad cause I didn't have MSG. So I was using my mom's RCN password for MSG go. And, uh, Felt very warm and fuzzy, which I think you could appreciate, Frankie. Mm, yeah. Yes. I mean, not anymore. We're all sphinx cats down here. It's too damn hot for our coats. <laughs> we shaved it all off. We went sphinx cat. Oh, wow. That's That's got to be weird looking. Spittoons and hairless cats. Uh, yeah, well, you come to Dallas, you better be expecting it because that's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> As they say, everything's hairless in Texas. <laughs> Makes it look bigger. <laughs> it does. Yeah, you shave it. <laughs> now that's some Texas toast. Um, so let's fast forward a week later, November 12th. Frank is still, we think we might have something there. And... Uh, LeBron James, you know him. Well, he says this. This is the checkers game. Where he says, play checkers with your grandson. Him. And skip that <laughs> in five this seconds. The and then he says. Uh, the, uh, the Knicks pass on, the, on a really good one. Talking about Dallas, Dennis Smith Jr. Dallas got the, the diamond in the rough. He should be a Nick. It's going to make some headlines, but he should be a Nick. But uh, Dallas is definitely, I know they're excited that he didn't go there. So he's an unbelievable talent, athleticism. He's uh, very poised to be a, be his age, um, can shoot the ball, can penetrate. He's going to only get better and better with the opportunity that he's given here to play. You know, so um, uh, Dallas got a good one. I've been known now. I've been, I've been with him for so long now. So I've been known as to how, 
this talent level. So basically saying they should have taken Dennis Smith Jr. instead of our boy, the guy we're starting to love, Frank Nilakina. And Knicks fans did not react well to this. How dare he talk, talk about our rookie that way? Well, Cleveland would come to New York the next night. And this moment happens. Brought turned the corner into the chest of Kenner. Good hustle rebound by Wade. Reset shot clock. Oh, exactly. Peanut butter to jelly. Or vice versa. Just call it a PBJ alley. Well, they did a good job of. And LeBron James and a little shove at the, the, the guy, for. the top dog oh, in the league. So he stands up to LeBron, and the crowd loves it. We all love it. We're like, here's our guy arriving on the scene. We have a double foul. We have a technical foul as well. Maybe double text. Tanner was outspoken because of LeBron's comments the other night. Neil Kinney got involved or in front of LeBron and gave him a little shove. And a little shove. Oh, man. And here comes the police force. Right. Oh, look at this, Tanner. Surprising uh, LeBron didn't react in any way. It's kind of an interesting <laughs> thing. Like, now, with this confident shot, it's, like, hard to imagine Frank ever doing that to LeBron these days. But maybe he'll get a chance to in the playoffs. Yeah, it was, it was good to see Wade. Yeah. In, uh, Cavs jersey. Caught one of those five games there. Yeah. It was, uh, in case you forgot that he played for Cleveland, as most of us have done. <laughs> yeah. So you can see, it's like, I think Frank's career with the Knicks is a lot of what could have been and a lot of really great, specific, memorable moments. And that's in addition to it being a time of rebuilding and after so many years of the Knicks you know, going after uh, a middling star, trading future assets. It looks like they're finally building the right way. And we got a, we got a nice young player here. About a week later, he the Knicks play Boston. And the Knicks are actually doing well at this point of the season. They have a r- winning record. It was later in the season that uh, Chris Stapps tore his ACL, and that was kind of the end of the season for them. Uh, but they played Boston. Knicks win. Uh, there's Frank really deed up Kyrie in that game. I think to the point where I remember on Bill Simmons' podcast, Bill, very famous Frank Nilakina hater, at that point said, well, he was talking about a lot of the rookies he likes, and he was saying that like he likes Nilakina and that like he's people were already talking about him being one of the best young defensive guards in the league. Fortunately, didn't really get the playing time. So, later that year, the Knicks tra- uh, trade for Emmanuel Moutier, a distressed asset who's, I think, in his third or fourth year. And that kind of became the theme of his career. Uh, you had Moutier, they traded for Dennis Smith Jr., all these other projects that they're putting ahead of Frank, not letting Frank get the reps. Alfred Payton, uh, year two is kind of a waste. Year three, he um, it was kind of ended up a nice year, but it, the year started where Dennis Smith Jr. was getting the benefit of the doubt and playing, and 
Um, Frank's still sitting on the bench. And then the frustration here, here, this date is October 26th, 2019. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. is in there and playing terribly. And my thoughts watching the game were echoed by these mean New York Knicks fans. Crowd still booing Smith Jr. And he's shooting futility. Uh, he is really struggling. And the offense is the part, that's his game. He's, he's never been a strong defender. And the chant of We Want Frank is starting here at the garden. That's, that's tough for a young man to hear from the home crowd. He is obviously struggling. He has not been able to get in rhythm since the back injury. Yeah, we want Frank. We want Frank. Have you ever heard that an audience say that, Frankie? Um, yeah, every time. <laughs> every time I used to play the alley back behind Madison Square Garden, <laughs> you know, chanting, we want Frank, and I'd come out and I'd hit him with the sweetest note you've ever heard. Oh, how did that note go? When, oh, hang on, let me get my stuff. Okay. Oh, sorry, that's a, that last part. Some new stuff I'm working on. Yeah, it's a remix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, country remix. Very nice. Um, and finally, in that year three, here's the first game against the now hated Dallas Mavericks. If you'll indulge me in one more clip of Frank stuff. <laughs> The guy has what it takes, but this it's the surrounding pieces that's going to make this New York team better as a team. Ilikina, Alfred Payton, and Dennis Smith Jr. both out. Then what? Yeah, I, I get excited when I hit the tollway right off of Parker. Yes, sir. <laughs> and come this way. Lee misses. Courtney Lee starting tonight. Third start of the year. Well, you know what? Probably because, you know, when you face a team that you played with, there's always a chance that Gibson hits the little short baseline. Back. So this was kind of, year three was the end of him being able to show stuff. And making tons of money. To people like me who just lived and died with every, every minute he played, uh, I don't know. He looks good. Uh, John, like, seeing some of these clips, I know, like, anybody looks good in highlights, but, like, I mean, does it look like there's a player there to you? Yeah. I mean, there's no question there was a player. Like, he made real NBA plays. Yeah. You know, like, he was, he was good, and I think the, the difference between good and great is being able to do it all the time. Yeah. And I'm not saying Frank couldn't, but either the coaches saw something or they just saw more upside in, like they saw something that wasn't there with Frank or they saw more upside in these other projects. And it just, it just sucks. Cause I I'm with you. I feel like he didn't get a fair shot. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, just cause he didn't get a fair shot. Doesn't mean he would have, you know, excelled had he gotten the the shot. Right. It's very easy to um, 
to make your case when you're when you're saying what would have happened it and it didn't happen so you can't point to anything right right yeah. right like you just um just because plan a doesn't work doesn't make plan b better right um and so so yeah i, I don't know i that's why i'm really hopeful because he's still a young guy like yeah, he's 23 23 years old and dallas there's gonna be a lot of opportunity there i yeah. mean it's the you know it's the land of opportunity land of opportunity texas in general is and i think he's i think he's got a chance to shine i hope so at least shine like a dallas star exactly um frankie i'm gonna well before before i make a request of you i'm just gonna say that this brings an end to frank's tenure in new york it's all about what could have been and we'll never know uh, and I'm going to say au revoir because the French word for goodbye, which literally translates the AU is like to or until some sort of preposition. <laughs> the revoir is to see again. Voir is see. So it literally translates to like hope to see you again till next time. It's not goodbye. It's till next time. And... Here's hoping I see him again the next time Dallas comes to town and that this is not the end of his NBA career. But it is the end of his next tenure, and I'm going to hoist his jersey up in the rafters and retire number 11. The Knicks won't do it, but I will. Uh, I, Frankie, if you can, please give me some triumphant music that's befit of a retirement ceremony. Okay, let me grab my stuff. Grab that horse. Howdy, Barker. Thank you, Frankie. Lawrence. The first piece of swag up on the gray monster. <laughs> Forever it shall live. <sighs> All right. That's it. That's the end of the dream. So uh, let's talk about the Dallas Mavs while we're here. Um, very good team. Luca is plus 480 to win the MVP, the favorite. Um, John, if you were to pick an MVP candidate, well, first of all, do you like those odds at 4.8 to 1? No. I mean, yeah. I feel like, um, no. With the NBA, you're not going to get any value over or under 10 to 1 on any MVP pick. Um, Luke is not the best player in the NBA mm -hmm. at this point, right? Like Giannis is the best player or Kevin Durant is the best player. And so Luca would get the MVP over those two if they're injured or if the narrative doesn't fit like, oh, we don't want to give Giannis a third MVP or Durant's got a super team, right? Like then, then Luca gets it. Otherwise he's, otherwise he's not going to. And it's just not, no, there's no value in that at, you know, under yeah. five to one or right at five to one. Yeah, I, I was looking at the odds. 
And, and like, you could make a... The, everybody has a path. Not everybody has a path to NBA, but a lot of star players have a path if their team is, like, surprisingly the the one seed in their conference. Mm-hmm. Like, if Atlanta is the two seed somehow, which is not crazy. Like, Trey Young's probably an MVP candidate. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't bet any of that. I guess you're right. Anything under 10 to 1, you're not going to get value. It's like, why is... Why would... Luca be a better choice than Embiid or Jokic or Giannis. Yeah. Yeah. But the rest of their team, um, I guess, you know, a lot comes down to Chris Stapp's health. And that's <laughs> not a good thing to bet on. Yeah, at this point, I don't know, like, how you can even expect him to be healthy. Yeah. Like, it's not like there's any track record of seven-footers having years lost to injury and then all of a sudden coming back and being where they used to be. Mm-hmm. Or even um, like some, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think he's done and I, I heard they were trying to move him. I thought that that was a rumor that was going around, but I don't know if they could just not get any value for him or, or what. Yeah. I, I know. I mean, that was definitely the talk when they were eliminated from the playoffs. Um, and it seemed like maybe Luca and Chris Tapps don't like each other. Chris Tapps is upset that he's the number two guy, but it's like, get used to it. Um, <laughs> he's lucky he's the number two yeah, guy. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I think you're right. that They probably, like, who's going to trade for him right now? Especially with multiple years left on his contract. Well, I did hear that Simmons wants out of uh, Philly, so... Yeah. Um, well, he... Now there's talk again being rekindled about Houston Rockets for partly... I saw that John, rumor. Yeah. Doesn't make sense, right? Because John Wall would be... It would be John Wall, maybe Kevin Porter Jr. No, th- well, they're not going to give up Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, even for... Sim- I- you wouldn't do it for Simmons? I would, but I don't think the Rockets will. I I feel like they really like the other Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I I think I think they'll just eat the wall thing because Houston has their draft pick this coming year, okay. right? So I think they they run with Porter Jr. for a year, see what they've got, let him work out the kinks, and then um you know probably suck again yeah and get another really good asset and then all of a sudden they've got you know potentially if Porter Jr. works out they've potentially got four good guys you know yeah if this next you know whoever they draft in there comes in who's who's the fourth because you have Porter Jr. the next the next guy uh Jalen well or- Jalen and, and Christian Huh? The the guy that got last year, Christian Wood. Wood. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. I mean, I don't know if he'll fit because he's like three years older than everybody. Um, so, but he's I don't know player, if that yeah. is actually going to match up um, timeline wise. But he's he's good. Yeah, and possibly Shangoon. Oh well, the Shangoon. Shangoon. Yeah, Chris, uh, Christian <laughs> Wood's on his way out now. <laughs> I, yeah, I I would I would love it if Shangoon if Shangoon emerges then. Yeah, the Rockets are going to be winning championships by the mid-2020s. Yeah. 
And Frankie, you, you had Christian Wood on the tip of your tongue. Uh, are, you, are you a fan? Is he your, one of your favorite players? Oh, no. Um, it, we just saw him training in the offseason. He was running around Texas, and he goes and he drinks all the spittoons. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I hope he knows it's spitting there. Mm-hmm. He does. He called it Gatorade with a kick. <laughs> country, country Gatorade. Wow. I mean, to be fair, like the, you know, guys in my high school, some of them would gut it is what they called it when they would swallow the, they would swallow the spit. And those were the guys you did not mess with. Okay. What were they just just gutting? Uh, It was it sort of like, um, um, (laughs) like Moises Alou's tactic for strengthening his hands, just trying to strengthen their their digestive tracts. I mean, I don't know about the science behind it. Um, <laughs> I'm but, sure it's very valid science. But it, in this case, it was their own spit and not a bunch of other people's spit that they were that they were drinking. So would Moises Alou use other people's piss? No, no. But I'm <laughs> saying if if you drank all this from all the spittoons, yeah, oh, like the, getting other people's spit would, versus yeah. just gutting your own. Yeah. So you know, that is more extreme. So Christian Wood. Is obviously a badass. He is obviously. Is a what Frankie said. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, how did the Alou family find out that that works to strengthen your hands? <laughs> bad aim. Just bad aim. Yeah, Trial they were never. They were never known for their arm in the in the field. <laughs> it's, it's like they they tried everything else. Like, nope, mayonnaise didn't do it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> There's nothing left. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. I want to see the the history of that moment. The oral history of the Lou family learning to piss on their hands. So the rest of uh, Dallas's roster. Um, I'll bring that up. Why don't I? For those of you at home, I am on the internet looking up Dallas Mavericks roster. Here we go. Okay. Um, so they have two two-way guys that I've never heard of, Eugene Amoru and Jacory McLaughlin. Ever heard of them? Reddick's Reddick's out now. <laughs> yeah. He's got he's they still have him under cap hold here, but he's out. Oh, that's a good question i know i don't i don't i think last time i looked i didn't i don't think i saw reddick but yeah reddick just no, retired he's, he's, today he's on the list further down for the yeah 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 for um for the cap holds yeah mm-hmm. but uh looking at like who might actually make the 15-man roster because I, I you know of course i'm thinking in terms of frank and um you know they could always wave one of these two-way guys and make frank a two-way and restructure his deal that way. Um, I I think he'd be a good addition to their team. But anyway, guys who are definitely going to be part of the rotation, you're going to have um, the first unit's probably something like Luca, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian Finney-Smith, um, Porzingis, and Maxi Kleba. So that's five. Second unit, you have Dwight Powell, um, Willie Cauley-Stein definitely plays for them. 
They signed Sterling Brown this offseason um, to, I think, a two-year deal. Um, so I, they must intend to play him. So Sterling Brown, um, Jalen Brunson, and Reggie Bullock, who they signed Nick's free agent. So that's 10. Then the final five, um, for those five spots, um, assuming Frank's in the running, you have Frank, Tyrell Terry, Josh Green, um, Trey Burke, Moses Brown, and Boban. Boban. I think I had to sign Boban, right? Like, Yeah, I, I think they like his presence in the locker room. I wouldn't want to be the guy to tell Boban that he got cut. <laughs> I would send him an email. <laughs> yeah, he probably doesn't know it. He can't fit it in the computer desk, so he'll never be able to <laughs> check his email. But I do, I, I'm with you. I think Boban's going to be on the final roster. I think they just like having him around. Um, so Moses Brown, then, they may feel they don't need another center for depth, or maybe they do because of uh, Chris Stapp's health. Right. And because Boban's like a novelty item and not right. like... Right, a real backup. Um, they drafted Tyrell Terry and Josh Green last year. I don't think either really played very much, but I doubt they're going to give up on them yet. Um, I hope they wait. I don't know what they think of Trey Burke. I think he's waveable. Yeah. Um, but those guys from last year could, I mean, they could two-way those guys, too. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know I'm how the contracts sure. are structured. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe, maybe not can't. be able to. Um, cause they, but don't guys go down all the time to the G League? Yeah, but, I mean, so you could always, like, have a guy play in the G League without being a two-way player. Oh, okay, just eating a roster spot. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I th- I imagine they're both signed, Tyrell Terry and Josh Green. I think they might have both been second-round picks, so that kind of changes their contract status from, like, the guaranteed rookie-scale deal. Um, it looks like Josh Green still has a lot remaining. Let's see the multi-year. Okay, Josh Green has two years of club options. Tyrell Terry has one more guaranteed year, but neither big salaries. So, yeah, I guess it all depends on training camp and preseason. Who Frank's going to have to win a spot is what it's coming down to. Yeah. Uh, And then it's going to be hard to find playing time once he's there. But if you can win a spot, then we got something. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, he's just... You know, got to do everything he can, get the spot, yeah, and then hope his opportunity comes up. If he's if he's playing hard in practice, then maybe you know he gets a chance out there. I don't know anything about this coach, Jason Kidd. Um, what's that, Jason Kidd? Yeah, I mean he hasn't coached in like four years, right? Yeah, five years because yeah. he was assistant in L.A. Right, but like he like basically burned his bridge in milwaukee after they you know 
wanted to, they traded draft picks to get him or whatever yeah. from Brooklyn. And there was all that awkwardness. Like they loved him and then they hated him. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if he's, I don't know how he's going to handle Frank. Yeah. I have no idea either. Um, uh, I feel like Carlisle would have liked Frank. I feel like Carlisle would have, you know, seen that like he under, been a guy yeah. who Frank went over. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Jason Kidd, I, I was thinking that today, just thinking about who the coach was. And for, I forgot that Jason Kidd was their coach. Um, yeah. I could see him being a little old school and hard headed. Oh, wait, that Jason Kidd? Yeah. Oh, that guy's seven cats in a suit. <laughs> no, he's not. This is a former mm-hmm. point. Really? The former point guard for the Brooklyn Nets. Have well, you ever New seen Jersey. anyone with quicker hands? No, he was very well known for his quick hands. Because each of his hands are cats. Oh. oh. Okay. Seven cats in a suit. That probably means there's an asterisk next to those years that they were the Eastern Conference champions, or maybe just one year. Mm. Oh, two if years. the NBA ever caught him. him. Two years. How do you think his, his court vision was so good because he had 14 eyes? <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. He needs a cat asterisk. Hmm. Next it's to true. Name. Cat asterisk. Um, Frankie, what, uh, do you have any thoughts on how the Mavs are going to do this year? Um, I think they're going to, I hope they do well. That's Mm -hmm. what I'll say. I hope they do well because the new country music club is behind their arena. And if there's not foot traffic, that's bad news. (laughs) Yeah. You need that spillover crowd. Especially because Frankie, uh, Frankie, uh, now Frank, the other Frankie dip, he always throws me a sardine out of the back of his (laughs) Renault when he's leaving. Yeah, and then you eat it like Heathcliff. You just own it. I pull out, and it's just a little skeleton, and I throw it in my big glass jug that I play now because I'm a country musician. Yeah, lots of transitionings happening for all these Franks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad you were on the show today. I didn't know about your change in musical genre. Well, you know, it's it's a show about the changes for Franks. <laughs> That's what it is, kind of. It's not far <laughs> off. Um, so, I guess thinking about the West, um, what teams might finish ahead of Dallas? It's weird. Now I'm like no longer anti-Dallas. If, if Frank is part of their rotation, I'm going to be rooting for them. Oh, and you're going to hate me. <laughs> uh, okay, so the Lakers are obviously going to be in the mix. Um, Phoenix... I think Utah will still be around. Mm-hmm. Um, Golden State. Yep. Uh, Denver. Denver, even without Murray. Mm-hmm. Possibly Portland. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Without Anthony, I don't know. I don't even know what they are anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Without Melo. Yeah, we should count LA um, twice. Um. Yeah, Clippers might be good. The Clippers. Yeah. Might. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. Well, George, yeah, us yeah. cats like Kawhi because he's the claw. <laughs> Do you like Paul George? 
He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> Mostly we just, we love Kawhi and we hate the Timberwolves, the most dog-based team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, man, to be a Timberwolves fan would be terrible. It's like you know they're they're, get, so, they're gonna they're gonna lose Carl Anthony Towns at some point, and it's just like how bad will they be decimated in terms of assets by then? Yeah. And other West teams, I may be forgetting. I mean, I mean New Orleans. I don't yeah. think they're gonna be good. Memphis. San Antonio's not gonna be good. Houston's not gonna be good. OKC is purposely not gonna be good. Uh, yeah. Memphis will be good. So there's a lot of teams, but I think Dallas is probably in that second tier under maybe L.A., Phoenix, uh, Utah. And I think Golden State. I think Golden State is going to be top tier like, plays back. Top yeah. tier. I hope so, because uh, that would mean Clay is playing and playing well. Yeah. And uh, I like, um, in Summer League at least, I liked what I saw from... Oh, what's his face? Kaminga. Yeah. Yeah, but Summer League was more what people liked from him. Yeah. Back in the day. Um, I don't know. I think I think he's he 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 was in that weird spot where people just kind of got down on him and then everyone's like, We're down on him, right? Oh yeah, okay. And so they just piled on and I don't know. He was he was a top four talent if he'd come out yeah. the year before. Right. Right. If he'd been allowed to come out. I, and then he's, you know, all the way down there. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how much, if you thought he was like the top talent coming out of high school, how much could he possibly have changed that? Yeah. And he's in a good situation. Like yeah. some of those guys, yeah. like I wouldn't, I wouldn't love Kaminga's chances of shining in Minnesota, but um, Golden State, that's a professional organization. Yeah. I mean, Golden State's in a really good spot in terms of mixing old talent and young talent. Yeah, and they can package that young talent up and um, maybe get, oh, I don't know, ben some Simmons. Uh, Simmons kid from Philadelphia, That's some Simmons. Beal kid from Washington. Yeah. Maybe some, uh, I don't know. I'm thinking of who's a big man. Who's a, <laughs> who's a big man who might be on the move? Hmm. There isn't one. Probably not. Maybe. Uh, oh, Porzingis. That's who you're thinking of. That's that's it. That's it. Porzingis. Like Pork Dingus. <laughs> Fork, <laughs> Fork Dingus. Or Bazingas. Isn't that a compliment? No. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, because because they probably. I mean, I guess what's his name is the center now from last year. Yeah, the draft pick. Just always drawing a blank. But no, it's not. Guy. It's not Edwards because he's the one in Minnesota. Yeah, the other guy. Yep, not Lamelo Ball. <laughs> not Lamelo Ball, who's awesome. Yeah, uh, is it? Is it Winston? <laughs> no, it's uh, Wiseman. Yes, Wiseman. Mm, he also drinks the tobacco juice. <laughs> Every you know everybody who drinks the tobacco juice. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, before we go, who anybody you're rooting for in uh, of the likely baseball playoff teams? Are you Astros? You, yeah, 
back on the straw wagon. Yep. Yep. All is forgiven. <laughs> Frankie. Um, for me, little little taste of my old home, the New York Yankees. Wow. They used to always dump a big load of sardines out the back of the stadium after every game. Yeah, those Yankee players are famous for because they stopped allowing sunflower seeds. They thought it was too messy, so they'd chew on sardines in the dugout. Yeah, they'd have little bags of them in their back pocket, and if they fell down to catch a ball, you'd see those fish splat out of the back of their pants. <laughs> That's so disgusting. Man, Hideki Matsui was very famous for sardine juice coming out of his back pocket. Mm-hmm. And holding the bat straight up in the air. Yeah, those two things. And his streak that started in Japan. Ah, uh, Hideki Matsui. Um, well, yeah, well, hopefully the Yankees will win and they might play uh, against the Astros near, kind of close by to where you are. And you could go there and maybe get, get a few sardines. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll go with the, uh, I'll root for the Rays. I hope they they win with five innings pitched. <laughs> uh, Frankie, anything to plug? Um, yes, I will plug my upcoming country music album. Um, it is called "By the Dip," but the dip is my CD. <laughs> and uh, also the Armory.com. They're always doing lots of cool comedy things. You can find out more about them at www.armorycomedy.com. Uh, yeah, that's it. That sounds good. Make sure you check that out and buy the dip. John, any uh, final words? Uh, no, just, you know, the usual. Yeah. Everyone get vaccinated. And if you're, <laughs> you know, whatever, it, it just... Just freaking do it. Yeah. I don't I don't care. Don't don't give me shit about government overreach and all these ridiculous things that have actually been happening for years and years and you weren't talking about it. Yeah. Just get the damn vaccine. Get the damn vax. And I of course am at Larry the Athlete on all social media. That's Twitter, Instagram. I'm gonna start a LinkedIn account, I think. <laughs> and you can subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you get your podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams, and may the rest of your days be days of thunder. Thunder.